Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Los Marcos Podcast. My name is Varro. I am your, uh, I guess I'm kind of your host. And then with me as usual, Oscar Kells. What's up, guys? I guess we're the co-host. We're all co 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 hosts. <laughs> no, no, Var Varro's the, the the host, bro. He's he's the uh, he's the he's the hot chick. And, he's the uh, hostess with the mostest. <laughs> He's the hot chick, and then me and Oscar are Stephen A. and uh, Max Kellerman. Nice. Can I be Max? <laughs> of course. Go? I'll be Stephen A. Stay off the weed! <laughs> Damn. Shout, shout out D'Angelo Russell. That's my man. No shout out to D'Angelo Russell. Shout out to D'Angelo Russell. You You're supposed to put the weed in the sock and put multiple socks over it. OD shout out to D'Angelo Russell. He Yo, used he the tried. Arizona can. He tried to get an illegal substance onto the plane with something you can't bring onto a plane to begin with. I'm wondering this is if you have a bacon, egg, and cheese. Because <laughs> a bacon, egg, and cheese in Arizona is like the New York breakfast. It is. So he's integrated well into the culture. Shout out to D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> it's the only breakfast. It's a breakfast of champions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets are not champions, but... Okay. Well, ain't no last last time Brooklyn won a championship was the '40s. So they might are the Islanders still in the? Yes. Nah, game seven tonight. Game seven tonight. They right. about to lose, but so they might. I might have to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's, let's not do that. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some wrestling. We had a. Uh, I don't think we're gonna talk much about SmackDown and Raw because I think both shows were kind of crap this week. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yes. We're just waiting for money in the sand and bank. <laughs> money in the sandy bank. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about money in the sand. We're going to talk about money in the bank. But let's start off with WWE offering The Revival a five-year contract, $500,000 a year, and they have turned it down, apparently. Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson want out. Are we surprised? Nah, I think they they need to. They'll make more money in the indies, and they'll actually be used the way they want to be used. I don't even think they have to go to the indies. I think this is just straight straight to AEW. Yeah, you probably make similar money. You work less days. You know they care. They're gonna care about the tag team division. Wins are gonna matter in AEW apparently, and you know they're not gonna be in segments shaving each other's backs in the locker room. Well, I mean. Like Kel said, we know you're not about that because you would never help anybody in need in the shower. Yeah, you did say that you like if your brother was like incapacitated, you wouldn't like wash him or scrub his back or anything. I didn't say if he was incapacitated. I just said under normal circumstances, why would I be taking a shower or a bath with my brother? If your brother is hurt and he says, "Hey, listen, well, that's different. I can't, I can't." Oh, now you changing the story. Don't no, try to change the story. Because we were putting, story. we were talking about the Uso situation where they said they bathed together or showered together. So and you, you said that's like, weird. Like no matter what. I just want to know, as a kid, I think everybody who has siblings or who had cousins in the same age range, at one point when the parents were tired of you guys, they would just put all everybody in the tub and say, "Take a bath," and then get all of you out. <laughs> I don't think they showered together as grown men. They're little kids, bro. Well, this is what the Usos were implying. I have, still two, do it. I have two boys, <laughs> and they shower together sometimes, but they don't do it anymore because they fight over the toys in the shower. <laughs> so separated. But, you know, 
the the revival they I I think that like you said Varo, it's very good that they're turning this stuff down because it kind of shows that wrestlers I think a lot of wrestlers nowadays aren't after a check essentially they want the check but they want their characters to be respected and they want to be booked properly which we've seen with multiple multiple wrestlers in WWE which is kind of interesting yeah I mean now I saw that um who got injured was it it wasn't Scott Dawson. It was uh, Dash Wilder, right? That got injured most recently. So they, I think WWE is going to try to add that injury time to like his contract, so that he's signed for longer and he can't leave for a longer period of time. Just WWE being petty because they don't they don't want them to go anywhere else. Similar to what they to our next person that we're going to talk about. But um, I, yeah, I mean, wrestlers have an option. They have another company they can go to make still make a good amount of money and even if they don't go to AEW they can probably get a nice a nice check from indie companies that book them unless they don't get freed from their contracts yeah but eventually they will free Luke Harper hashtag free Luke Harper it's another well, one that they don't want to let go of well because what? he's from upstate New York and can't make a southern accent well no well, shit Vince he's from fucking Rochester well it, this is kind of like the tone deafness events right like like you have a monopoly you know your stock went from $15 a share to $100 a share in under three years you essentially have the biggest hold on the casual wrestling market like there's no competition essentially right and all these other promotions that are around WWE I don't think really want to compete with WWE they just want to be their own little niche and their own little thing but I think it's kind of fucked up that you know Vince has these certain wrestlers and this talent that's like listen you know we would rather just part ways and go somewhere else and do something else and he just refuses to let them go and just keeps them and it's like it's like kind of bad it's bad it's bad practice and it's like bad optics because usually in the real world when you don't want to be in a job or if you want to part ways you just say hey listen i'm putting my two weeks or you know i'm gonna work until this day and the company goes okay but it's kind of interesting that this is a billion dollar corporation and they act like a group of like petty high school girls where they're like, no, you can't leave the group. We'll tell you when you can leave the group. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. Like, I mean, even if they want to attract talent, like more talent, you see what they do to wrestlers and how they treat them. You know, you have to you can consider your options now. WWE is not like the go to anymore. Nah, it really isn't. I don't. It really isn't because you can be in the indies. If you have enough clout, you can just work less days. You could charge it like you could charge a certain amount of money and you can make the same amount of money you make in WWE. And then if you put your shit on like pro wrestling tees or on Red Bubble, and if you like charge for cameos or if you make events and shows, you can make your money, you know, essentially if you have enough wrestling clout. And I think you're gonna what we're gonna see is like we're gonna see more guys who are like, I'm not gonna go into WWE and work three hundred six three hundred days. Cause like what's what like realistically, right? If I could work 300 days and make a million dollars or I could work 150 days and make $500,000 which way am I going to go? I personally would go towards working half the year and making half the money than working most of the year and like barely seeing my family barely seeing my kids, not having any time for myself and you just think about like the schedule that these guys have it's like they go from show to show they go to the gym, they go to the show, they stop at the hotel, they sleep, go to the show, go to the gym, go to the hotel. Like, there's no rest. There's no breaks. It's kind of messed up. 
Yeah, and you just you prolong your career by taking that 500k, 100 days a week work schedule, as opposed to the 300 days and a million, say. So I don't know. WWE has to think about how they're going to treat their talent, the types of contracts that talent is eventually going to want, because you know eventually talent's going to want like one-year contracts, kind of like in the NBA or like professional sports, where you know, players know that, you know, if they prove themselves for a year, they can demand more money and get, like, a two, three-year contract, and they don't have to be locked into WWE anymore. That is kind of interesting, because I, I think the only person who's pot, who's kind of doing that, but not really, is, like, Jericho, because he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. He's been doing whatever the hell he wants for the last two years, but I, I think it's going to be hard for, like, a young wrestler to do that, because you have to build that I would say that um, that equity to be able to like say I'm gonna work in WWE for a year, then I'm gonna go do Ring of Honor for a bit, then I'll do PWG, then I'll do NJPW, well, then I'll do AEW, you know. Yeah, but they don't they don't have to start at WWE. They could be you know two years at Ring of Honor, they get really hot, make it to the top of their um, promotion, and then you know WWE comes around, they're like we want to sign you, and they could just be like all right, I'll do it for one year. Give me a one-year contract. I don't want to be stuck with you guys because you might, you guys might ruin my whole, my whole gimmick, my whole like everything. You know, uh, it does. Yeah, 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 I can see, I can see that working. So you know, eventually, talent will have some leverage against WWE in terms of what kind of contract they want and how much creative control they can get when it comes to their respective characters and gimmicks. Well, I'm, it's it's what WWE had to do before when WCW started giving out guaranteed contracts and such. They they needed to change the way they do their contracts, and it's probably gonna happen again now with AEW because uh, Jacksonville has a lot of money. So, I mean, they offered Dean Ambrose three times his WWE salary, so that means they can throw a million dollars at the revival if they want. Yeah, the con con got a lot of money, man, a lot of money to throw around. But um, someone else that's been. Uh kind of in purgatory missing is Sasha Banks she hasn't been on TV I think since Wrestlemania if I'm correct yep yeah so she's been missing she's been on Instagram looks like she posts stuff she shows up on uh, Bailey's Instagram stories but she's nowhere to be found when it comes to Monday Night Raw and when they announced the official Money in the Bank women's match the participants she was not part of it and uh, you know She's unhappy, and it's clear that they're not going to let her go from her contract. So it's another revival situation. But she's not even on TV. The revival at least are on TV. But Sasha is is one of those people that it's it's kind of fucked up if you really think about it, you know, because she she was part of the 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 NXT four. You know, she put on that killer match at uh, NXT Brooklyn. She did crazy match at the Fatal Four Way. When it came to like thinking about who would be like the new women, the women's champion to usher in that era, we all thought. I personally thought it was going to be Sasha, because as talent wise, wrestling wise, she's essentially still the best out of those four. I think, like, you know, when she wants to go, she can go. Um, but I think once again, it just comes down to like some wrestlers, they have a different view of the business. Like, money's not everything. You know, they have a respect for their character that they feel. And, you know, she has every right to be pissed off. You know, you give her and Bailey the tag team titles and then they lose it the next week. And it's like anytime she wins a title, they take she loses it the next day. She's never successfully defended any title ever. Well, they defended tag titles once against uh, Nia Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, all right, well, singles wise, she's never yeah, defended never. anything successfully. And it's like fucked up because who wouldn't get frustrated? You're one of the most famous, recognizable, hottest acts. And then Vince just treats you or WWE just books you like you don't fucking count. And it's fucked up. And I think we're going to start seeing the same thing happen soon with Bailey because Bailey is, is the same thing. She's not being booked the same way. Um, and then now it's getting even worse with the way like they're just rocketing this, putting the rocket strap on Lacey. So. You know, you're gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot more wrestlers being frustrated because WWE has gotten to the point now where they only focus on certain people, and it's not necessarily like the '90s where even the mid card wrestlers and the lower card wrestlers had feuds and they had like something to do. Yeah, they got a. I don't know. They just wasted Sasha Banks. She's one. She can go in the ring, but if if she does leave WWE, is there not? Is there a market for her? But how much of a market? Is there for her enough of a big market because who's she gonna work on the indies scarlet and there's other there's other girls in the indies that can go yeah. a, lot of, a lot of mexican luchadores that can go half the roster on impact can go and they don't they're not under like exclusive contracts uh she could wrestle for shimmer as well yeah she there's 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 a lot more women's wrestling going on than just what you see in world wrestling entertainment It'd be great to see her be the... Uh, her against H- Gail Kim. Book it. She could be the uh, HOG champion. Well, she trains there all the time. So. Yeah, she should She should be the HOG champion. Automatically. She shouldn't even have to wrestle for it. <laughs> take it off Take it off wherever that girl is that we saw. Cause... The, the, Puerto, the, the Puerto Rican princess? Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know her name, but just <laughs> take it off of her and just give it to her. <laughs> give her all the belts. I'd like, I'd like to see Sasha and uh, Tessa Blanchard. That'd be great. Tessa, That'd Tessa be great. can go. But um, yeah, someone that managed to escape WWE, Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley. You guys saw his uh, Twitter video? My man is back. As soon as his ex- contract expired, he tweets out a promo vid that, in my opinion, had a lot of uh, Lucha Underground vibes to it. But Lucha Underground is probably no more, so that's definitely a dub. There was a lot of shots at WWE there. He escapes the Ambrose oh, yeah. Asylum. The Hounds of Justice he follow him. He escapes the prison. He's running away from a big dog. A dog. A.K.A. Yeah, the he... big dog. But the That's Hounds it. of Justice, baby. Yeah. Hounds of Justice. He's in the Viper Room. And there's like a two and a five on the dice. Same day as, uh, what's the preview called? All or Nothing? All, in, all or Nothing, yeah. Yep. May 25th, the dice in Vegas. I don't know if he's going to AEW. But... And he lives in Vegas. Well, he lives, does he? Yeah, he, he lives lived in there. Vegas. Yeah. He lives in Vegas, yeah. I don't know. He got away. He's from Ohio, like all the gentrifiers. Do you think WWE thought he was going to come back right away, or did they legit believe he was going to take a break? I think that they, I thought, they thought he was, was going to take a break. They got got? I don't think they got got because Ambrose didn't ask for release. His contract's up. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. But the way they sent him off kind of made it look like, you know, this guy's going to come back. Let's just send him off. On because they think that he's going to come back eventually. Yeah, that's that's why they did the proper send off. So no hard feelings. And then when you want to come back, when you do your barbed wire bat thing and your thumbtacks and all your sticky flippity floppy indie wrestling, you can come back. No, I'm I'm interested to see where he's gonna go because apparently there's no rumors or like anything concrete that he's going to AEW. So he might just go indie hopping. But I heard he's booked for like. Uh, three shows, but they're not. Nobody's saying what it is. 
Yeah, he's booked in May, I think, right? This month. Yeah, he's he's booked already. But like I don't uh, I don't know. I, I hot take, hot take, hot take. I don't really care. I'm just <laughs> that's just that's not even a take. I'm just I just don't give a shit. I don't Dean Ambrose, nice guy. Seems like a good husband. I just don't really I'm not excited. I don't Does really he care. seem like a good husband? Yeah, yeah, he seems, seems like, like a nice guy. Asshole. <laughs> How? Because he doesn't mention her in promos? No, he just <laughs> I don't know. But um... he he shaved his beard. The only one here that would know what a what a husband would be like is fucking Kel. So if he says if he says he's good, who am I to judge? <laughs> Listen, he's got a, his wife works. You know, she's she takes care of herself. You know, he's very if you see all the videos, he's very nice to her. You know, Dean Dean is a very chill guy, he's a very simple man. That's what I respect about him. But I'm not really I just hope he doesn't go into like this deathmatch shit again because I'm not a fan of death matches. Now, if he comes out, we kind of like makes the John Moxley gimmick kind of like this crazy Cactus Jack thing where he hams it up a bit. I'll be happy. But if he like tries to go like fucking hit me with light bulbs and shit, I'm not with it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not with the death matches either. That's true. Not, I've been, I've been not a fan. Who's he gonna verse? Uh, David Arquette for the WCW Championship match. <laughs> that your dream? Your dream match? It's one of my dream matches. <laughs> D Malenko's free too, baby. <laughs> D Malenko versus John Moxley. Book it right now. Oh my god! But Kels, do you say you don't care because you don't think Dean Ambrose is a good worker, or is he like a meh worker? Um, Dean Ambrose. Look, if Cause, you watch, cause if I you put watch him in that. Remember last week I said Bray Wyatt is like not good in the ring. I think Ambrose is kind of a little better than. Bray Wyatt, but I don't think he's great in the ring. I think that the... I think he's way better than Bray Wyatt. Get out of here, yo! Yeah, yeah, I need to stop with this fucking Bray Wyatt slander. I am fucking over this shit. <laughs> Can you Bray guys Wyatt is my besides? Man. All right, so name Ambrose matches besides the AJ Styles matches. The match those are the with, ones uh, that pop into my head. The match with Triple H. The match with Brock wasn't horrible. Yeah, the match. Okay, wasn't this is horrible. It was good. That was terrible. This is what I'm going to say. I don't think Ambrose is a bad wrestler. What I will say is, is that the WWE style does not, you know. He needs to tone it down. He fit, can't wrestle John well. Moxley matches. So the style doesn't accommodate to him? No, it doesn't. I, I, I mean, I know, I've never seen like a, him in the indies wrestle, so I don't know what. You need to watch some Moxley was... matches, and you need to hear him cut promos in the Indies. Fire, like a promo when he shit on New York. Fire. <laughs> I'll I will go on YouTube. And I usually don't this. like promos when they shit on New York. Some of them are alright. When they shit on Brooklyn, now now I have like no choice but to agree, because they go with, like after all the hipsters and shit, and I'm like, well, I mean, true. you're a, you're a Brooklyn hipster, so I mean, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to somebody that has heat in the locker room. Leo Rush, a.k.a. the only thing that made Bobby Lashley watchable. He is in the doghouse and apparently is headed back to NXT. What do you guys think of uh, the Leo Rush situation? Wait, we, we can't talk about it because we got to explain it first. You want to explain it, Kels? Well, the thing break, is, you know, everybody on Twitter is wilding on my man's Leo for no reason. And by everybody, he means me. And, you know, they're not really realizing what's happening. So, apparently, 
Leo has been drawing heat over the past couple of months for these reasons. Um, he likes to bring his wife everywhere, which is a problem. Um, he even likes to bring his wife in on rehearsals, and Finn Balor told him that Vince wasn't a fan of that, and he didn't care. He has this insistence on getting a reality show for him and his wife, so I guess he's trying to be on Total Divas or just get his own reality show. Um, he's angry because he's not getting merch cuts from the Lashley t-shirt sales, even though it has his catchphrase on it. He turned down recently a 300k a year, five-year deal. He wanted double that amount. Um, he was kicked out of the locker room, pulled from the European tour. And my favorite part about this is that he does not and will not and refuses to carry other wrestlers' bags. Now, let's read my man's quote because I think this quote has a good discussion about it. He says, it's not about race and it has never been, but public perception is important to me. And when we have fans that travel all over the globe and watch us get off of buses and into hotels, the look of a black kid carrying waters in bags for other wrestlers is not a good look, especially when I'm trying to portray myself as a superstar as well. Leo Rush has every right to feel the way he feels. I am I am Team Leo all day. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, <laughs> this, made, this made me more of a Leo Rush fan, actually. Like, fucking I was, millennials. I was, I was cool. I was cool. I was cool with Leo Rush. Forever and ever. Fucking millennials. I'm with it. hundred percent. I'm I love it. Just like Cody wants to kill the attitude area, attitude area, Leo Rush wants to kill all the old traditions. Traditions, you know what traditions are? Traditions give justification to old rules that should not exist in the new age. Okay? You know what's a tradition that should be killed? Let me give you another tradition, Oscar. Jumping out of fucking planes. Airborne has no purpose in the military, and it's a waste of money. Right? But why do we do it? Tradition. Okay? Why do cavalry units wear spurs when they don't need them? Tradition. Okay? It's stupid. It's stupid. Okay? And you know who else is stupid? Mark Henry is stupid. (laughs) Because Mark Henry is talking about... I used to carry bags for Yokozuna, and I, you know, if you can't manage your money, Leo, because you're saying that you don't make enough money, then that's on you. Well, Mark Henry, not everybody was as blessed as you to come in with a million-dollar contract and be treated like a huge star when you came into WWE, because if I remember correctly, Mark Henry had mad heat when he first came into WWE. So, Mark Henry, you want to be fucking Uncle Tom in it. Enjoy your Uncle Tom because I'm not I'm not supporting it. Why why do you why do you not like Leo Rush now? Because you've been you you've know, been trying to you've been trying to explain it in the group chat and I don't get well, it. I mean I know you won't get it. You've never been in a position like that. You've been in office jobs. It's it's if it's it's a sporting thing. If if you've been in sports or if you've been in whatever fucking military stuff or in a frat, you understand that you have to pay your dues. It's part of the frat life. It's part of the military life. It's part of the sport life. What you you pay your dues. Everyone's paid their dues from Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan to The Rock to Michael Jordan. Steve Austin. He paid his dues in, in Chicago. You think wait, wait, you think Michael Jordan in his rookie year when he was putting up twenty nine a game was carrying bags? Fuck out of here. Everybody everybody's done that. Michael Jordan never sure, carried a bag. All right, man, I'm pretty sure you can find something where he was carrying Artis Gilmore's bag or or whatever 
That dude's name was Michael Jordan was putting fifty on them and telling them suck my dick. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm dragging <laughs> so, out of the again. Playoff. You're comparing Leo Russ to Michael Jordan. Leo Russ isn't even Ron Harper. Leo Russ isn't fucking Randy Brown. Leo Russ is a fucking slightly above average short wrestler, and y'all fucking put him out here like he's the fucking next Rock. Come on, fuck out of here. He's a slightly above average fucking small wrestler. That if he wasn't small, no one would care. But they're like, oh my god, he's five foot ten and he could do these flippity flops. He's amazing. No, Ricochet is amazing. Fuck out of here. I pack your, carry the fucking bags, carry the fucking water. Be a fucking rookie. You're a fucking rookie. You've done nothing in this business. There is a difference between paying your dues and then making being made to do things to make you look silly. So, for example, all these people when I was in college who pledged to frats and they had to do stupid shit. Like, for example, um, walk with their elbows out and their their hands stuck to their chest and, like, bump into people. Or walk through people to like prove that their frat is like we don't stop for anybody. You look like a fucking idiot, and, and you're an asshole. In the, future, in the future, when you need fucking jobs, being a um, part of those frats does make a big difference. Um, other frats where you lay down on the floor and they crack an egg in your mouth, and then you have Again, to pass, in the and future, then you have to pass it Um, doing the elephant walk when you're walking outside, grabbing somebody's dick with the back of your hand while their dick touches your ass. That's definitely gonna get you places. Um, you know, I've heard of a lot of business interviews where they ask you what frat you're a part of and people don't get it if they don't fucking say it's, it's, it's a fucking whole crazy network. You know, goddamn well, this government's run on frats too. It's no, the government is run on Freemasons and the Illuminati, but it's part of it. It's also like a fraternity. Yeah. But <laughs> when you be, but when you become a Freemason on the Illuminati, you got to do something cool, like kill a hooker, not like do some gay <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just saying. There's, there's a certain limit to what a person should take or what a person can't take. And frankly... Carrying a bag and carrying water is not that fucking crazy. Oh, I'm not carrying somebody else's bag and somebody else's shit if you're perfectly fucking healthy. It's not my job, my guy. Carry your own shit. Carry your own shit. Especially if I'm making a certain amount of money. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. Or for example, if I'm like a, a number one pick and I'm making 20 million a year or like whatever they make, 12 million... I'm making twelve million dollars. You're not telling me to carry your bag, my man. Fuck out of here. If you make, if you a fucking veteran on a on a MLE on a fucking MLE or a veteran minimum, you make it like ten times less than me. You better fuck out of here. My net worth is more than you. I'm worth more to the franchise than you. I'm not doing your job. So if Leo Rush wants to hold himself to a certain standard and wants to act a certain way, people need to respect that and stop trying to fucking play him from the beginning. It's fucked up. You think AJ Styles is carrying people's bags? No. He's new to WWE. He's not a rookie. No, he's a rookie in WWE. What That's my man? point. And Leo Rush is not a rookie. Leo Rush has been wrestling for, what, five, six, seven years? He's not a rookie either. No this one knows the who point. the fuck Leo Rush is besides fucking indie marks. The point is, bro, I agree with Leo Rush a hundred fucking percent. I agree with him a hundred motherfucking percent. I think that WWE is stuck in their old ways on certain things. Look at the way they book. That's tradition. The hot blonde is usually the women's champion, and the most muscular, good-looking, pretty guy is usually the champ. And what does that do? It leads to shitty booking, it leads to bad ratings, and it leads to people getting frustrated and leaving the organization. I bet you in AEW, nobody's carrying anybody's bags. Well, they're probably a fucking little hippie organization. I'm pretty sure someone's going to carry people's bags. It's just part of, like, wrestling lore. Yeah, they're probably going to hire somebody whose job is it to carry bags. 
And WWE is not no fucking indie carny organization. It's a professional. Yeah, but AEW already has more money than WWE, so. No, but it, what I'm saying is, it's, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's a professional organization. WWE is publicly traded on the stock market. They're, when you're publicly traded, when you're a commodity, when you're a product, when you are an organization, a corporation, there's a certain way to conduct yourself, and there are certain traditions that need to die. It's like, for example, Oscar, you're still in the military. Obviously, I got out. But me and you can pretty much say that the military from 04, 05, 06, 07 is not the same military that it is now. The military is wild corporate. It's wild professional. And certain traditions like hazing have died off because, one, soldiers have died from hazing. Two, soldiers have gotten hurt from hazing. Three, that's weeding out the week. It's hurt you. Weeding out the week. And, and lastly, when you become a professional organization, Actually. you have to end certain things. It's just the way the it's way the shit the cookie crumbles. Like you gotta understand, like there's mad money at stake, and if somebody gets hazed or somebody gets treated a certain way, and they go litigation, they're gonna get a fucking check, bro. The only league that's outlawed hazing is the NFL. Like I say in the group chat, that's only because half of their players are fucking half. Re- have have issues because they've been hit in the head so many times. So they don't want to give them something else to worry about because guess what? By 29, your age expectancy is going to be what? 36, 37? The junior say out yourself at 42. That's why the NFL got rid of hazing. No others, no other league has gotten rid of hazing. I think this is going to help Leo Rush's career. Everybody is a league before motherfuckers. This is, this is going to do great things for him. And Leo Rush, just know that we support you. One hundred percent, two thirds of Los Marcos support you, right, Varo? This is a fact. He could turn this into a gimmick, honestly. You could turn anything into a gimmick. Now but he'll this act- is a real life now, gimmick now that I, would I, actually I, address a, a problem in the WWE locker room, which you know is notoriously a toxic environment, is it not? Yeah, Oscar, Mister. Community is toxic. <laughs> but here okay. we are. Nah, I'm I'm with Leo Rush. I think he makes a good point about you know the fact that. You know, you look at a black a black kid carrying around everybody's bags, and you know historically, wrestling is racist. You know, black people aren't really put in positions of power when it comes to the WWE. You know, how many times have we had a black world champion? We have one right now, but days are running, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at look at how how long it took, and then you have Leo Rush that doesn't want to be put into that. Kind of look. It's kind of like Mustafa Ali saying, "I don't want to be. A, I don't want to have a terrorist gimmick because I don't want people to look at me that way." Well, no one should have one because the greatest of all time, need, unless the greatest of all time, Muhammad Hassan comes back, that gimmick needs to rust because no one can play that gimmick as well as he did, and he wasn't even Arabic. He was Italian. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you don't want this per- you don't want this perception of you in the public. And that's how is that not how is that different than Leo Rush saying, "I'm a black guy," and you know you guys are making me look like a you guys are making me look like a real life Virgil. Fans aren't gonna take a picture like, "Oh my God, look, he's carrying bags. He's Virgil." No one takes pictures of that. Yeah, they but understand it's part of but it's the part of the, percep- the perception is you are. No one's gonna be like, "Oh my God, look at this black boy carrying bags." Oh no. yes, they are. Oh, yes, yes, they, they are. are. There are oh, people yes, they out are. there doing that. Well, yeah, that's the part of Twitter that that fucking makes a big deal out of everything. Yeah, we live in the same world where pe- white people tell athletes to shut up and dribble on national TV. On national TV, be there's like this perception that needs to <laughs> that needs to be shut down. I, I think, think Leo I, Rush is. I don't think fucking anyone in like 
keep your fucking political opinions. You can have them. That's great. But like, keep them on Twitter where everyone else needs to keep their opinions on. Nah, I think Just they tweet about it. They can do <laughs> other things. They can do other things. The NFL got rid of hazing. Yes, but they still, you know, they take the rookie, they take a team out to dinner, and then the rookie has to pick up the bill. That's like that's still hazing, but that's like not as bad. That's okay. I'd rather pick up the bill at the restaurant. I'd rather carry a bag than pay fucking a bill for forty-five dudes or however big a football team is. Probably fifty. But that's not the only thing he has to do. You gotta get rid of ten for for injury reserves. Five because their brains already gone. It's like you gotta pay the tax for like thirty dudes. But it's different. It's not. You're not publicly humiliating anybody. You're not creating a perception that somebody is less than somebody else. That's why all these guys are. That's why the NFL is like the highest fucking rate of of being broke because fucking shit like that. That's not one of the reasons, but I mean, that's it's not one of the reasons. But it has the highest rate. Well, if I'm paying for dinner for forty five fucking dudes, one time, <laughs> one time, you're not doing it every night. I'd rather carry a bag. All right, man. I I pay for dinner next week. Every fucking <laughs> that's gonna be all hazing to you. You be like, nah, I'll carry a bag. Why would you haze me though? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> you what gotta understand, <laughs> man. Oscar is, you know, he was in the infantry. That's what they do, bro. They haze people. Yeah, but I never make no one pay for my fucking food. That's that's craziness. But that's what the NFL does now. Instead of hazing, they have the rookie pick up the check. That's all I was saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying I've been hazed before. I, I I'd rather be hazed than pick up a check. Ain't nobody hazing me. You're going to catch these hands. That's what's going to happen to you. Fuck out of here. They tried that shit in 80 seconds. See how that worked out for that specialist. All right. Let's move on to... Uh... Go type your thousand words a fucking second, bro. That's your hazing. I mean, I don't. I told you I don't have... I've never been in that situation. I've been on teams, and I've never been hazed. Like, so, I don't know. I can't relate. All right. Let's move on to NXT. NXT had two debuts. Kushida the Time Traveler. Debuted on NXT. You had a match with um, what's the fat guy's name? Chris Hero, Chris Ono, Chris Wack. I don't know. Oh, Cassius Ono. Nobody ass, cares. Fat ass, fat ass with, Ono. With the black fat one or the white fat one? Nobody what? cares. Keith Lee is also fat, and he's there. He's actually a really good wrestler. Nobody gives a shit about Cassius Ono. Seriously, nobody does. And then <laughs> Tyler Breeze is back on NXT. Apparently, yeah, that's a demotion. No, it's not. He's actually he'll he'll actually be used now, but I mean, oh, imagine a Tyler Breeze and a Velveteen Dream match. Whoo, amazing, amazing. So in one ring, too many too many beautiful men in the ring. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, just amazing. Good for Tyler Breeze because I feel like he should have been the NXT lifer though. They just called him up because he'd been there so long. I think. You know, he's he's in I don't get Tyler Breeze. Like not his gimmick, like I get it, but he's like such a good wrestler, but it's like like a weird thing. Like he's so respected, but he's so young. And like yeah. the fact that like the fact that they picked him to face Jushin Liger, like that's wild respect. Like they got they obviously see something in him, but what annoys me is like why doesn't he have a belt? Like he's like the perfect like North American championship candidate or like the intercontinental championship candidate. You know that's that's what he's good for, like or or a tag team. You know he's he's a good candidate. Yanga wasn't bad. He's not a good. He's not a bad wrestler. He's actually really good. No, he can go in the ring. He's, he's had amazing. great great matches like in the early NXT days. He he even he was even like a contender for the NXT title before they actually moved on to the slightly bigger guys. Yeah, he was in the Fatal Four Way. Yeah, that match is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze can go, and the selfie stick gimmick works in NXT. Didn't translate well to the main roster. 
it could work in the main roster. They give him more time on the mic to just come out. If he if he came out with a Charles Barkley, all them fat bitches in San Antonio gimmick, trust me, he get over. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just glad he's gonna be used. Um, you know, he was put on the shelf after Fandango got hurt, and uh, I don't know what's up with Fandango either now. I thought he was cleared to return. He's probably in. Who cares? But like, the fa- the fashion police the fashion police is dead. Run of greatness, and that was it. I, I love Fandango. I mean, everyone loves Fandango, but it's like, I, I, it's just Disco Inferno 2.0. <laughs> it is. Yo, the man debuted at Mania and beat Jericho. I love Disco Inferno. And went on, went on to do nothing. But, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> number one in the UK, remember? What? The, the, the Fandango theme was like number one in the UK. That's a great song, That bro. was like everywhere. It was like number one on the iTunes chart. It's crazy. But um, did you guys watch the Kushida match? I did. He got... He got he got busted open pretty good, right? Yeah, he got busted. But his his pop was like it was hot. It's because Chris Hero's reckless. Cause his fat. Yeah, it's through his fucking elbows. Kushida's Kushida though is his his. I love his the the, the gimmick is fire. Did it's he gonna, bring the same New Japan gimmick to? Yeah, yeah. Same outfit. The, the the Back to the Future shit. It was Marty dope McFly. though. Like, yeah, it was it was super dope. But like you said, I don't think I don't think that's gonna work in the main roster. Vince Vince thinks that's an original gimmick, by the way. Oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt it that Vince seen <laughs> that movie. I wouldn't doubt it. Vince's like, what? He's a he's a time traveler and he's Asian. Put him in a tag team with the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> they should like edit him into like uh old attitude era clips. <laughs> like like when, uh, like when Malvinus and Penis getting chopped off, and he's the one that pulls Malvinus off the table. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, man, that's the only Kai fucking gimmick we remember. That is hilarious. But that's still, like one of the top top ten, oh, top when, ten uh, of when, our of our lifetime. When Taka Michinoku gets thrown out of the Royal Rumble, he should just be in the background, like holding his mouth, like ooh. <laughs> No, it'd be it'd be great if they did like the the May Young when she gives birth to the hand, and he's like the doctor that delivers the baby. <laughs> They can have fun. They can have fun with this gimmick. They can just edit him. It's like so easy now. Like people on Twitter do it. They edit people into like videos. I'm but sure you know WWE that WWE can do better. It was me, Austin. It was <laughs> me. It was me all along. It's Kushida. Uh, they can have fun with this gimmick. But they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna no. do anything that we just mentioned. No. Remember, remember, this is the greatest. He'll turn ever, Dean Ambrose, and look what they did. They, they, fucked, they royally fucked that up. And we called it. Called they started it. off with him making fun of cancer and shit. Like, I mean, that's good. That was heat. But then, but then they just ruined it. They just ruined it. I don't know what Oscar, they did. How are you not in on a gimmick that makes fun of cancer? I'm all in on that. <laughs> I'm all in on that. This guy. You got to do what you got to do to draw heat. Exactly. Could have been the real heel. All right. Speaking of heels... Brock Lesnar has retired from MMA. Daniel Cormier fight will not happen. Boo. Now we got to go fucking watch Daniel fight Stipe. Bullshit. Well, he did take like three drug tests this past year, so it was just like he didn't want to fail another one. No, he was. He actually was clean on the USADA pool. He, he, he left because... So apparently... So what happened is that UFC, essentially, they changed their whole pay-per-view structure. So if you were a MMA fighter back then you would get a cut of the pay-per-view buys if you were in the main event because it was like per purchase. But now that they were ESPN, ESPN guarantees UFC 500,000 buys for every pay-per-view plus whatever they sell. 
So now wrestlers get paid a flat fee and Brock wanted a certain amount and UFC didn't want to pay him that much. Um, so more than likely, we will see Brock Lesnar back in WWE, which is bad for everybody. I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about Money in the Sand too, but he's already announced for Money in the Sand too. Who? Brock Lesnar. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, come yeah. on, man. Him and Goldberg. Because oh, and, the, and the Goldberg Undertaker. Win the belt. And you know, the I'm, Undertaker. I'm really starting to think that the Saudi brothers are related to Oscar. Because <laughs> this, is, this is, sounds like Oscar's booking. All I'm waiting for is for them to announce Dean Malenko, and I'm on it. Malenko versus Scotty Too Hotty for the lightweight have for the lightweight title. Bringing it back, baby. <laughs> this is which is actually a very underrated match if you guys go back and watch it. Yeah, Brock Brock Lesnar's not. He's coming back to WWE. He was gonna get his ass kicked though at UFC. Oh yeah, so Columbia why, was gonna like, why go back? Him. He was gonna get I'm washed. DC was gonna eat him, bro. Eat him, eat him for breakfast. Sometimes you get washed for a paycheck. Look at CM Punk. I, that was, I think CM Punk legit thought he could do it. Yeah, was, he yeah. did too, but he got yeah. washed. <laughs> Oscar, that wasn't even a wash. That was like an embarrassment. That dude was like, that dude was doing that shit that you do to your little brother when you just fucking with him and he tries to fight you. You just like slap him up. I mean, dude got fired because he didn't kick his ass. Because he had mercy on him. He got fired too. Oh yeah, Mike Jackson's a piece yeah. of shit. He got fired because he didn't, he refused to beat the shit out of him. No, because he was—he thought he was cool. He was throwing up the Wakanda sign. Like, the dude was a fucking joke. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to beat up the code of personality. Do you think Brock comes back full-time? Or he does, like, a part-time, still part-time? How about that? Huh? I think Punk's coming back at Money in the Sand. I mean, if, if anybody's going to make it happen, it would be the Prince's money, right? Does anybody even care if CM Punk comes back? I don't think so. I think it's been I too long. You you are, like, one of the only CM Punk haters. I'm not a CM. Listen, People all right. Care. You know the what? Mar- the marks care. The ones I'm, that wear I'm... the same shirt to every WWE event without washing it. So listen, they care. I'm clearing the air. Time, time shirt alone. <laughs> I'm I'm super tired of all of you people, all of you marks. Oh, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk is only still relevant because that chant is relevant, and the CM Punk chant is the new what chant? It's just used to distract. From the show is used to, to distract from what's really going on. Newsflash, guys. CM Punk is never coming back. And another newsflash. A broken neck so he can keep wrestling. Another newsflash. If CM Punk does come back, it's going to be underwhelming. Because all of you are going to forget how okay he was. He You're was okay. CM Punk was more Mike than ring work. His GTS was always sloppy. His elbow drop looked like shit. And he couldn't sell. Okay. And when I weigh more than the WWE heavyweight champion, and also when I am in more sh- better shape than the WWE champion, and also when any random person walking down the street looks more fit than the WWE champion, there is a problem. At least Daniel Bryan, he is a small man. He's a vanilla midget. At least he has abs and he has shoulders and he has arms that are cut. CM Punk looks like a fucking construction worker who lays bricks and then goes drinks at the local bar with all the cops. That's who he fucking looks like, okay? And also, he's a fucking asshole because all of you people think he's such a... He's such... He got screwed by WWE. Go read all the shit he did to Coca-Bana. Go read how much of a dick he was in the locker room. Hold on. Go read how much of a dick he was in the locker room. Go see his Twitter, how he fucking went off on Corey Graves for no reason because he left WWE and he didn't want to be friends with anybody who was part of WWE. The dude is a fucking weirdo. Okay, and I don't give a fuck about CM Punk. 
And I'm so gonna say it again. Randy Savage and people love him. You don't. I don't care what you are as a person. As a person, his GTS. His GTS is sloppy. Show me a good punk GTS. I've never seen one. I've he never seen GTS. one. Bro, if that's your finisher, you need to make it look good, okay? And it never looked good ever, ever. Oh, you got hot because you break the third wall. Ooh, you're so cool. <laughs> I don't care about CM Punk, bro. I don't care. I never cared for CM Punk. I can't wait to get a CM Punk t-shirt when he comes back. He's not coming back, bro. It's not going to happen. You can already get one on pro wrestling teams. I have the same quality. They're better quality. They're better quality than WWE stuff. <laughs> they are better bro. quality. Got that nice soft cotton. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's if you pay extra for that. You gotta pay that extra four fifty for that for that nice cotton. Yeah, and it's still cheaper <laughs> than the WWE shirt. Nah, man, you gotta get the WWE shirts when they do that fucking twelve dollar deal after every pay per view. Man, cheat code life. I only get them shits after the pay per views. It's twelve dollars. I'm tired of feeling like I'm wearing cardboard. Exactly, them WWE shirts. WWE uses sunwear for their uh, shirts. They need to use City Lab. <laughs> <laughs> If WWE starts using City Lab, I'll never buy any fucking other T-shirt in my life. Nah, City Lab, City Lab is the go five dollar T. I'm not even gonna front. Those shits were amazing. Sunwear was a little too thick, you know what I'm saying? They had like the oh, thick yeah. collar. Yep. Galaxy was alright. Those are okay. Those are okay. But yeah, if, uh, City Lab T's are life. You know, we never. If you never wear hate, let us know, and I'm gonna send you a City Lab T-shirt. For free. Never wear. <laughs> never wear a Hanes T-shirt. Nah, nah, sure. you gotta pay for the shipping though. I'll send you. <laughs> I'll pay for the t-shirt. You got to pay for the shipping, though. Oscar's such a thoughtful guy. I know you motherfuckers in Texas and Cali don't, like, out, they are still with the Fruit of the Looms out the packs. I know how you get down, especially you Mexicans. I know how you get down. Uh, remember, they wear Dickies. Nah, the white tees. The white tees be, be, be the Fruit of the Loom. No, I'm saying they wear Dickies with, like, high socks and, like, Vans. I don't know where okay, they I, I wore that to school one day, as I've, as I've said before. Are we, talk, are we talking about uh, Mexicans in Los Angeles? Is that what we're doing? And yes. Texas. Yes. They all just the same. You know what else is happening in Los Angeles in two years? What is? Or what's rumored to be happening? What is? WrestleMania 37. God damn, what a transition. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking amazing transition. Good job. That's why he's the host. <laughs> the hostess with the mostest. That's why I sit in the middle of the table. Oh, nice. <laughs> the table. The table for three. But the table for three. <laughs> On uh, ESPN, what do they, what do they call it? Hot take? Is that what they? First take, first take. I want some fucking tacos. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about WrestleMania in Los Angeles? Nightmare, <laughs> nightmare, or good city? I mean, I'm just mad that it's not here, so we couldn't. So I can't use my fucking car to be in a legal cab and take people's money. Bro, could you imagine the traffic? That's what. I, yeah, that's what I was saying offline. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare, and their public transportation is worse than ours. Well, Way I mean, worse than ours. You also get shot on the train. What train? Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> I'm talking about the fish, the fictional character, not the actual <laughs> person. What fictional character? Based on a true story, dude. <laughs> God, like you're talking about Michael B. Jordan's portrayal of the character. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. The. <laughs> I was like, that shit real? <laughs> I know it was real. 
No, I, I don't know. Do you, do you think Los Angeles is a good uh, WrestleMania town? WrestleMania City? No, they don't even show up to football games or basketball games. Yeah, but the Mexicans show up to wrestling and they show up to baseball. They used to have SummerSlam there all the time at yeah, the Staples like, Center. People show up to wrestling and they show up to baseball. That's about it, though, in L.A. And people get stabbed in Dodger games. So, yeah. They Be get safe. stabbed in Dodger games? Yeah, people legit get stabbed at Dodger. Nah, Dodgers games, you better bring that smoke, Poppy. <laughs> Dodgers Stadium is probably the most dangerous stadium in baseball. Oh, is it? Damn. Yeah. But um, where is it going to be at? Because if it's at Dodger Stadium, then they can hold a lot of people. Is yeah, that's it. I, I assume it's Dodger Stadium because Staples only holds like, what, 15,000, 20,000, right? Well, they're not going to do any closed arenas. No. So it has to be at Dodger Stadium. Well, it could be at Dodger Stadium or it could be at the uh, – I think by that point, maybe the Rams will have a new stadium. That's hopefully. what I was thinking. Yeah. That might be where they're headed. Just because it would be that's such a cash grab. That'd be the ask. most fucking pay-per-view of all time. <laughs> nah, everybody's going to show up late to the pay-per-view. They'll show up at, like, it starts at, like, the main of the main card starts at 7. Everybody will show up at 9.30 because they're too busy at brunch. <laughs> yeah, what time would Mania start over there? The no, pre-show no. would start at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Bro, oh, for do, us. You, do you know how late Mania would end for us, bro? No, no, they still do it on East Coast time. Yeah, so we'll but be fine. For them, it would start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and run all the way to, what, 8, 9 o'clock at night? Jesus Christ. You have a mania after party still. Better clock that shift. <laughs> yeah, man, mania is like a work shift, man. I don't... I really hope it's not seven. It's not six and a half, seven hours this year. You know it's going to be. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to NXT. Well, we're going to move on to Money in the Sand, but uh, problems already with Money in the Sand. WWE is going to reschedule a NXT TakeOver event in June due to Money in the Sand. And they uh, renamed or rescheduled Backlash because it would follow the Money in the Sand too and they didn't want any Backlash for it. Get it? Get it? <laughs> you know, oh, WWE. Man. Well, I, I think it was also funny that Meltzer also stated that Vince would have would have had no problem putting on a, a show in Germany during the Nazi era if the oh, check if the, if the if the if the check was right. I I got hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. And he would probably <laughs> fucking would have taken a thousand selfies with Hitler. This this man this man gets it. I saw a comment online that said, uh, "If that were to happen, it would have been called the greatest elimination chamber." <laughs> wow, I'm out. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh my god! Guys, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Is that it? Is that it for money in the sand? <laughs> I feel like we have to move on. <laughs> Well, well, we could talk about how tone deaf WWE is because they just continue to like do all these bad things, right? That you know you shouldn't do. And then Meltzer was like also mentioning how like their ratings for the past two years just continue to decline. It's like they don't give a fuck. But I think like I remember very, very much in the 2000s when Triple H used to be like, if you don't like what you're watching, change the channel. And I think people at this point are like, you know what? I'm not gonna waste three fucking hours on Monday watching this and then I'm not going to waste two hours on Tuesday and I'm not going to waste an hour on Wednesday 
and then I'm not going to waste four hours on Sunday or seven hours or five hours, whatever. Like, there's too much wrestling that's not worth the time. So that's why their ratings are down. Like, you know, even you, Var, you got bamboozled because you thought we were going to get Kofi versus Seth for the titles, and then it ended up being a tag match. No, I knew it wasn't going to be a clean ending. I but, didn't, but I don't see how we transitioned that? to that shitty-ass tag match. That was trash. I'm, I just, I don't get it. Tag like, team w- matches without Teddy Long mentioning that they're tag team matches <laughs> aren't tag team matches. But they don't, WWE doesn't care because they're, they're about to get paid anyways. And their stock price is probably going to go over $100 again because Fox is going to come in with that money. But and, I think Fox, like, and Fox is going to buy even more content once they have SmackDown. So they're going to get I, even more money. I just think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't even think that WWE is the problem here. Because, like, for example, like, if the wrestlers were just like, yo, I don't really feel comfortable doing this, then Vince would probably be like, all right, we're not going to do it. But all the wrestlers go, are going. The legends show up. Undertaker, for some reason, keeps dragging his ass out here for a check. You know, and then apparently there was a rumor that Mick Foley said he wouldn't mind doing a Hell in a Cell match at Money in the Sand again if if the price was right. Like yeah, he what said the hell, fuck? He said Hell in the Cell. What is wrong? Yeah, he said Jesus he said Hell Christ. in the Cell. He said because he, everyone has a price and everyone has a price for anything. What does he need a new hip? Like, I mean, why does he need the money? He needs a I new mean, hip. Everyone has a, everyone has a price, man. Everyone has a price. He just wants to die in the ring. That's what he I wants think so. to do. Just like the wrestler. <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. I mean, it's I want to die at a chimney truck because you know some people just want to die where they feel more comfortable. I thought you wanted to die in the arms of a choppy. Nah, at a chimney truck, like both of them combined would be great, but preferably just at a chimney truck. I mean, we'll see where WWE goes, but I'm telling you, man, they don't. Maybe AEW will force their hand. Maybe they'll have to give us good product because right now we get like. One week of good Raw and SmackDown, and then like seven weeks of trash. This is 100% truth. This is what we're getting right now. Maybe AEW will force them to put on a good show every week, week in, week out. That's why I'm, you know, I'm getting a little more excited for AEW than I originally was. But um, let's go back. And uh, last week we talked about Money in the Bank, and we went over the uh, women and men's money in the bank graphics that had leaked uh, I don't know if WWE changed it because they got wind of the leaks or they just put that out there because they knew marks would eat it up <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the women's money in the bank officially now the participants are Ember Moon Mandy Rose who wasn't originally in it Dana Brooke Alexa Bliss who wasn't in it originally Bailey, Natalia, Naomi and Carmella who do you guys got winning now um, I really don't know. Our truth. Nah, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Again? Yeah. She won the last year. Run it. Run it back, baby. She could win everything. It's either going to be Alexa Bliss or it has to be the evolution of Alexa Bliss, Mandy Rose. So. Nah, Alexa Bliss. Well, then, if she's the evolution, she's right to. And the only thing that matters right now is Detective Pikachu. And that would be Alexa Bliss. <laughs> You knew I was going to work that shit into the fucking show. <laughs> Listen, Mandy Rose over Alexa Bliss all day. Shout out to Varo for putting me on to her recent IG post. Jesus Oof. fucking Christ. Oof. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 
Oh my god, Mandy Rose. Woo! I think I think Mandy Rose should win it, but I feel like um Sonya Deville is gonna cost her the the briefcase. Oh yeah, because didn't they break up? They didn't break up, but um, did you see the promo on SmackDown? Their uh, locker room promo. So uh, Sonya Deville was talking to Mandy, and she she's saying like, "Oh, Shane McMahon said, you know, that we're gonna get an opportunity for the money in the, to be in the Money in the Bank match, but it's only gonna be one of us." And Mandy's like, oh, Sonya, you should be in it. And then Sonya's like, I know what you're doing, Mandy. She's like, but honestly, I really do think it should be you. And Mandy Rose took it. So, you know, they're, they're, they're setting, they're uh, planning the seeds for the the turn. Which, to me, doesn't make sense because I don't think Mandy Rose works as a face. Or a baby face. I think Sonya you know, Deville should be the face in that, if they do a turn. I think Mandy Rose should just, like... Just come out every week and just remind us of why she's better than everybody. Yeah, I'd be the happiest person ever. <laughs> you and because you know when she when she just comes out, I get so happy. It's like, you know, it just makes me so happy because she's an excellent wrestler, <laughs> and that's all we care about at this point. She's gotten she's gotten better. She's gotten way better. But um, and and then I can see Amber Moon winning it too. She's going to be on uh, Hell's Kitchen. Who? Uh, uh, Amber. I think she's on the episode of Hell's Kitchen next week. Like a cook or? Like the cooking competition, yeah. She's going to be a cook? What is it, like Celebrity Edition? She posted something on IG where she was at the place. So I think she might be on an episode. Huh. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch that. And then we'll talk. Let's talk the men's money in the bank. Officially now it is. Andrade Cien Almas, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Mustafa Ali, and Randy Orton. So, I called it offline. I told you guys why Orton is in the match. Ricochet is going to do some crazy flip off the ladder. And Orton is going to catch him in an RKO and then do nothing for the rest of the match. That's the only reason Orton is in it. I still have Cien or Drew McIntyre winning it. I agreed with what you said, but it's going to be either Ricochet or fucking uh, Mustafa. Or Ali. I forgot what he's called now. <laughs> Ali. But I don't, Ali. I'm, I'm going to call him Mustafa Ali. Either one of them are going to do a flip. It's going to end into an RKO. Yeah. I just hope that uh, everybody comes out first. And then Drew McIntyre. Uh, is he in this match? Yeah. I hope yeah. Drew McIntyre comes out last and then cuts a promo about how he's going to destroy everybody. Because, you know, I really enjoy those promos. Because they're so great. I mean, Drew McIntyre's never been able to cut a promo. My name is Drew McIntyre. I am here to destroy you. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, why would they put Drew, Corbin, and, ba- and like, Lashley in this match? Like, I don't... No, Lashley's not in it. Oh, Lashley's not in it. I'm saying, why would you put Corbin and Lashley. Drew? They're like... That's annoying. I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm I'm not with the shits. I just I just don't care about Corbin or Drew. And Battle's not gonna win because he already has a belt. So like yeah. I think I think Varo's right. It's probably gonna be between Siang or uh, Drew. But Ricochet also needs to like put away the mic because McIntyre put him in his place on Raw. He needs to put on that Prince Puma mask and never I- talk again. I'm not here to talk. 
They need to sign Conan so he can be his manager and be his mouthpiece. Fucking nerd. (laughs) Say so shut Drew was like, so shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Tell him. Tell him. Yeah, my man cannot cut a promo. Fifteen years in the business, he still can't cut a promo. He he sounds like like a customer service rep whenever he picks whenever he gets the mic on the song. I'm just saying that the three of us have been in the business because we're we're in the business now, of course. Like, yeah, like we're legit. We we are considered um, sports writers and everything. Like we have press passes now for all the indie events. It's crazy how this works, but we could cut a better promo than Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, like Ricochet is cool with the flippity floppity, but his mic skills. <laughs> He's not with the talkity talkity though. He's not with the talkity talkity. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not with the talkity talkity. Telling you, that's why Prince Puma was the best incarnation of Ricochet. Oh, of course, one hundred percent. He didn't have to talk. And then, like the one time he did talk in Lucha Underground, he never talked again. After that, they're like, "Wait, no, never mind." <laughs> and you know how many shots of that promo they get because that was all pre-recorded. Even then, he couldn't do it. Prince Puma is the Varo, you know. I'm sorry, I, I make a joke, but Prince Puma is the guy that they put in front to do PT Oscar in the morning. And he doesn't know any of the exercises, <laughs> so he's like the bend and reach. It's like one, two, three, four. His cadence is all fucked up. No rhythm. The, no, no rhythm. When they they pick the dude and they think they got rhythm, and he's like, they he just kills it. And he can't do he can't do his uh DNC. It's all fucked up. He like goes uh parade rest and goes to attention. No swag. No swag at all. I just you know I just I I don't know like the thing is Bunny in the Bank is coming up and then like I saw that you like said that they changed it. I was like, is it this weekend? Like I don't even care about the pay per views. Like this is how like out of like I don't even like the product is annoying me. Like yeah. they just find a in a rut post mania rut but it's usually what happens but money in the bank usually one of their more exciting pay-per-views maybe they'll get it together day of but you talk you guys talking about how ricochet can't cut a promo you know who cut a great promo who varo cody rhodes god damn cody Varo, rhodes, so the son of a <laughs> another fucking great transition from varo jesus christ Master somebody ceremonies somebody get this man a job at wwe <laughs> no i don't want to get hazed <laughs> <laughs> damn and callbacks wow i'm, I'm really getting better guys <laughs> all right i didn't watch the cody promo so you guys can talk about it greatest promo of all time i just love how he shit on the era that i've always shitted on and I've always been made fun of for shitting on this attitude ever. He talked about getting rid of all these these guys still hanging on to their glory. Talking about how the attitude era had no great wrestling. And it was just filled with filthy, horrible storylines, which is 100% accurate. The, the only great wrestling matches they had were ones pertaining to Rock and Austin and Triple H. And hell, Austin wrestled most of those matches without a fucking neck. So it was... One of the top promos I've heard in a long time, and I don't—I've never been a Cody Rhodes guy. He's—he's he's like Kells calls him Mister Three Stars he's because white, you know what he's you're gonna get. Kofi Kingston. What? What? Kofi <laughs> Kingston's way better in the ring. Get out of here with that crap. Nah, Kofi got the three star limit on him too. I just want to say that yeah, out of you, like you're the only one who thinks that because not even Meltzer gives K- Kofi's fucking matches that lower rating. Mm. Don't, don't. 
those promos were were pretty good, but for some reason when I was watching them, they just kept reminding me of the Darby Allen promos. Darby Allen, AEW star. Where he's like walking around his house or in the backyard, and he's like, you know, I work hard and blah 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 blah. But that that I think that was the good thing about the Cody and the Dustin promos, where it just felt very like it was kayfabe and realism really close. Like Dustin was like talking about how he has nothing to prove because he's got 30 years in the business, that this match is about showing his little brother that he still got it. And then we get the reveal with the new face paint. And it was very emotional. And then you get, like Oscar said, you get Cody's promo where he's like, yo, I'm going to end the Attitude Era, you know, making a reference to his brother's gimmick as Goldust. It was just very, like, it wasn't forced. There was no, there's, like, nobody standing there with a mic in their hand. It's just them sitting down and talking to you, just letting you know why the fight is important to them. Rather than kind of like this, how would you say, um, unnatural reason for them to be in a feud with each other. So I think I think it was really good. But I will say that I don't think that AEW should use this all the time. I think that this type of promo style should be kept only for certain matches. Because if we see it over and over again, we're going to get tired of it. Because wrestling fans are fickle. Fickle. Where'd that come from? <laughs> I'm going to watch the promos. I heard they were really good, but I just haven't had a chance. Do you guys watch the All Elite and the other stuff they're doing? What, like the Being up? the Elite? Yeah, Being the Elite, and I think they're doing another like YouTube series for uh, building up All or Nothing. But uh, I'm not sure if that's part of Being the Elite or not. Um, I haven't watched any of them because I just want the shit to come already on May 25th. So... I'm just trying to figure out how we're supposed to watch it. Like, is there going to be, like, a stream? Are we watching it the day after? Like, I don't know what's the deal. Yeah, probably more details to come as I'm definitely, the event I'm gets there. Well, Cody did hey, post something. He did post somebody saying post something saying that the, pay, the details for payment on how to watch will be coming soon. So okay. I, I just really hope that it's, like, a flat fee. And then we can just watch it online unless they tie it to some fucking streaming service. Like Canelo's fight tomorrow. But, you know. I'm mad I never took advantage of the, the Zone free trial for a month. They got the rid Zone of it. App? They got it's rid of it. It's just $20. Yeah, $20, it's $20, bro. 20 bucks. I mean, oh, if you, you go to a bar, that's a cover for it. Yeah, but who wants to pay $20 to see Canelo win? He's not that good. So, you know. <laughs> Canelo is not that good. He's he's considered great because his generation doesn't have that many good fighters. Mm-hmm. I agree to disagree. I, 20 years ago would not be called great. During the fucking heyday of Trinidad and fucking De La Hoya. I just want to remind everybody that a 38-year-old Mayweather beat his ass. That's why Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time. And y'all can all suck my dick if y'all don't agree. Uh, everybody oh, saw, everybody saw that coming, though. No. You, you knew Canelo couldn't tag him. No, a lot of Mexicans were no, like a lot hey. of Mexicans and a lot of Hispanics in general thought. Well, they're un, un, unrealistic. <laughs> I I am like you know I'm a realistic person. I knew Canelo wasn't going to be able to tag him. The chances of Canelo beating Mayweather is the same chance that the shooting stars have of actually selling a timeshare to somebody. So I would have bought one. <laughs> Damn. I love <laughs> really, Oscar? Hey, man. And then property e- value, property value right there are low down there right now. So, uh, where were they selling timeshares in Puerto Rico? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't yeah. think they ever specified. Value. You know, you property know, Vince is like probably like Guadalajara, Puerto Rico. 
All right. Anything else you guys uh, want to talk about before we sign off? I think we covered um, everything. Uh, spray and neuter your dogs. Well, when you got a rescue dog, they already come like that. No, I was, um, I was just saying fixed. that for our audience, you know. No, Bob Barker doesn't say it anymore, so I gotta, you know, big up the man. No shout out to the uh, people with bots because you all fucked me um, when I tried to purchase the Travis Scott Air Jordan ones that I was gonna sell for resale. So, you know, bots should be illegal. Word, fuck bots. <laughs> Ruined the sneaker game. Ruined everything. Couldn't even get like that Michael Jordan Funko Pop the other day. Cause of Yo, bots. I tried. You know, I tried to get it for you, and it was like they it wasn't working. It. it wasn't working. Nah, everybody had like bots and shit. I was pissed. I was like, whatever. I still don't have my John Cena Funko Pop, by the way. Do you, Do you hear how quiet Oscar is? Cause he's got bots, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, guys, hey guys, bots aren't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Oscar's like, yeah, fuck bots. He's got like ten. <laughs> Like sourcing sneakers. <laughs> I wish I had bots. I got, I oh, got my scene the Funko Pop. Came in the mail. Let's properly end the pa- the pod, the pad, the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Joe, everyone, thank you for your time as always. We'll be back now. We're we're back to recording at a at a at a normal schedule. We are. Well, for the most part. Friday I mean, night, baby. Yeah, I got Joe next weekend, but we'll figure it out. Friday night lights. Uh, Two man podcast next week. Oh, no, um, two weeks. No, no, I'll be here next weekend. Never mind. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Los Marcos Pod, ask. Yes. At Los Marcos Pod. I think that's a Twitter handle, too. I'm going to give you the password, ask, because I don't even use that account. But all right. That's another story for another day. All right, guys. We're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.